Welcome to the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast, discussing all things audiobooks with the authors that write the stories and the narrators that perform them. Brought to you by Viviana, Enchantress of Books. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 12 of the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast. My guest today is narrator Jason Clark. Welcome back to the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast, Jason. Thank you for having me. For those that are new to the Audiobook Loving family, Jason has been part of the series, which occurs in June, a.k.a. Audiobook Month. So I'll include all those um, links to previous conversations where we talk about, you know, how to prep a book, how he gives voices to characters, because we've already talked about that. And um, we're today just catching up and seeing what's going on in, you know, Jason's world since we last spoke. So with yeah. Those, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with that said, though. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got started, and how you became a narrator, just to start this convo. Absolutely. Um, well, I've I've always loved being in a booth and doing voices, uh, and that might not sound like it lends itself to starting a career, but uh, it definitely helps when I enjoy doing it. So uh, I... I went into acting uh, as a kid and, and music. I loved uh, making music and playing instruments. And, uh, and then in college, I studied it. And I just sort of found my way into recording stuff for commercials early on in my career. And uh, I got about a couple years into my professional career as an actor. And I, I wanted to get more involved with audio stuff and uh, have that be something that I had, <clears throat> excuse me. I wanted to get more involved in audio stuff and have that be something that was on the side uh, at best. Cause I never thought that I would be able to like make it a big thing. I, I figured that everybody that did it a long time or was very successful and that sort of thing, uh, you know, they had been grinding at it for their entire lives. And I just auditioned and, a friend of mine recommended this studio to, you know, record the stuff at and I, I went in and it just clicked and I, I started working on titles right away. And um, since then, it, it was pretty up and down. Uh, I would get busier months than others and then a couple months would go by and I would have nothing coming out. But then uh, a couple of years ago, it just really really clicked and I've had this amazing opportunity to work with all these new wonderful people and and interact with, you know, people like on Jason's Gems and, and have an awareness of this whole world that uh, has really welcomed me. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Well, yeah, I know that um, that's something, too. We talked in the past how it um, kind of just seemed like it blew up. And now it's almost like you're a, oh, anytime anybody asks, like, who's your favorite narrator? Is you're always on a top five list that's, range. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's so sweet. And, and it really did feel like it it blew up in a sense i mean i knew i was working at it but um it, it really was the work of you know people who just championed what i was doing and uh i it wasn't like a concerted effort on my part to be like okay now i really want to do this i i had been working at it and getting success here and there but then all of a sudden it just started coming more and more and uh i'm so grateful that it that it has Mm -hmm. And you're doing this now full time? Yeah. I mean, it's especially during COVID, it's a mm -hmm. real blessing to be able to work from home. But um, uh, yeah, this has become my full time thing. And I'm doing my best to navigate that and figure out the most <laughs> efficient way to 
you know, do that in a way that's as uh, organized and professional as possible. Um, and I'm, I'm learning a lot, but yeah, it's really wonderful to be able to do it full time. Good. Yeah. I think that, um, and as listeners, we've been um, devouring audiobooks, especially now, um, because it gives us a little bit of a, you know, safe haven, um, yeah. place to escape and stuff like that. And um, you've been producing a, a lot of books lately, and we're going, yay, you are for us. Not complaining yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad I'm not, you know, tiring everybody out. <laughs> oh, absolutely not. There are, um, like I said, devouring it, and they're going they're um, constantly asking like, Hey, what's next? What's next? What are you doing? What has wow. he not done? And they're also <laughs> trying to figure out if you have new authors or if you're a new type of character. I know that we like, if you're becoming a dragon this week or another billionaire or guy next door. So lots of fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's thrilling in this, in that sense. Cause whenever I get a book, that's like a part of um, a sort of, uh, meta metaverse or fantasy world. It's like, Oh wow. I know I'm going to, be doing something I've never done before. So those are always a, a treat. That's part of the conversations we've had in uh, Jason's Gems, for an example. And I'll mention in case no, the people that are listening don't know what that is. Uh, Jason has an official fan group that um, he approved and that's the title Jason's Gems. And uh, we get to talk and discuss and share info all about Jason. No, he's not in it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I, I can vicariously be in it. Yeah, I'll vicariously be in it through you. And, and yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I do let him know, you know, when cool things happen and that you guys are loving his work because I think that's neat on both ends for him as well as for us as the listeners. But yeah, um, yeah he's not in it. Again, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> well, I think it's um, as much as I'd love you for you to be part of it. At the same time, I also feel like we can fangirl a little bit more without like feeling like awkward. Sure. <laughs> because you're not there to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to just be on my end. You know, I mean, and obviously I, I'm happy to just do my work, you know, uh, and, and put all my energy into that. And uh, hopefully that you know, communicates uh, enough to listeners. But uh, yeah, I mean, lately I've been doing a little more social media, which has been a lot of fun. But um, yeah, there's only there's only so much energy I can put out there. Oh, yeah, no, it's a lot. Um, and again, we want you to record audiobooks so we can listen to you. And um, how is that, as is, always is said, that sexy growly voice of yours, <laughs> quote unquote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, I thought it was, uh, and I meant to tell you, there's been a bunch of, you know, like, with audiobooks being very popular as of late, even more so, there's been this huge wave of interest in becoming a narrator. And your name also comes up with people are asking, hey, I'm new to the industry of being an audiobook. Who should I be listening to um, for as examples of great voices and how things are done and stuff like that? Your name also comes up. But we've also oh. had a few of the guys say, yeah, he has a really good, sexy, growly voice. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I certainly have talked to a few people, and uh, yeah, one or two of them have been like, like, what what is that like breathy like rumble that you do? And I'm like, I don't. It's probably not good for me in the long run, but uh, it's it, maybe maybe it'll just stay like this forever, hopefully. But um, yeah, it's really kind. Mm -hmm. But that's also part of your natural, because I know as performers and narrators, there's these different ranges that you guys do for the characters, as well as mm -hmm. when you're per doing the you know, the character's inner dialogue versus when he's speaking to a character. This is actually your normal, more or less range is that deeper growly normal yeah. voice. So yeah, for sure. And especially um, since I'm, 
I really am when I'm recording books, I'm, I'm actually speaking very quietly. A lot of narrators speak louder than I do. And, uh, I, I mostly talk at this volume in general, you know, if I'm, you know, speaking to you directly, it's, this is how I'm going to be talking. So, uh, yeah, this is where it sits. Uh, and there are, there are some characters where I, I do push it even lower than this, but, uh, I, I can't really sustain that, but yeah, for the most part, the, the general, this sound right here is kind of like my mid range. Gee, darn. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Angirl moment. <laughs> sure. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I guess sometimes people um, think that that growliness or that deeper, uh, lower range is something that you're do it's normal but maybe doing but i'm like no that's that's his normal voice this is how he normally sounds so oh. yeah yeah i i mean it, it's i'm definitely not um as brooding as the guys are all the time <laughs> in my daily life uh that's that's not really how i live but um so those guys might kind of just stay down there but uh yeah i mean i i, I have a more um i think a bit more uh happiness i guess <laughs> in the way i talk I'm a, I'm a bit more of like a positive um kind of guy the characters are always billionaires or some form of paranormal character and all that fun stuff so i think that sometimes we like hey this is what make yeah that's how he sort of sounds but um i'm sure he's not asking for his dinner and that growly brooding kind of a voice uh, <laughs> when he's ordering yeah, food. <laughs> if I've got a, yeah, obviously if it's to raise my voice, it goes a little higher. And there, there are Kurt, there are characters that, um, yeah, they, they, it's all just different sides of you know mm -hmm. how I express myself in any different situation. And I think too that I wanted to mention is you do a fantastic kid voice. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I was listening to um, Kaylee Loring's um, Charmer. And oh yeah. Yeah, now has a, a single parent in there, and the the kid voice was just like, I was like, oh, that is so cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I always i i've I've gotten some direction here and there where they're like, don't make it sound too much like a kid, you know, because that can be. Uh, I I think I could maybe I don't know if I take it overboard or if that's a common thing, but I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. I I I feel like it's a little um, I don't know. I, I I've never been that confident about it, but it's good to hear. Thank you. Yeah, no, no, it's uh, definitely on the reviews and also part of our chats. And I know that Kaylee herself absolutely loves and adores you as a narrator and um, and as a person as well. And she she was raving about how you did the kid voices when it came down to your chapters and stuff like that. And, you know, mm -hmm. and working with Mackenzie is also great. So, yeah, for sure. Mackenzie Cartwright, who was your co-narrator of that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that was fun. So one of the things we thought was going to be fun was asking the Jason's Gems, again, your official fan group, um, for to submit questions for our chat today. And they were thrilled. They were ecstatic. And they did not disappoint. They asked a bunch of questions that which we may not all get to today in our discussion. Yeah. But I'm sure there'll be other opportunities <clears throat> um, for us to <laughs> reconnect yeah. and um, finish some of these questions off. Um, at a later time so we'll start with some of them and kind of go in and out because um yeah they, they really got some really good questions so yeah. victoria butler who is one of our um moderators too and does all the new releases in the post of for the groups so she's phenomenal oh my gosh yeah she's great and a huge fan of yours too she says you've been crazy busy recording especially late of 2020 and now what has been the most memorable narration of 2020 and why hmm I, oh boy, 
That's a tough one. I, I mm-hmm. like you. Yeah, I think I began working on, and it's actually a, a title that I just finished that's going to be coming out soon. Um, Samantha Christie's uh, Reckless series. Um, the uh, it follows the life of this band, Reckless Alibi, and they they're all really fascinating characters, and it it always feels good to play that sort of rock star character who begins every every book sort of starts out as them living this rock star life and then they grow and change through it but they you know stay true to who they are and i've I've just loved uh revisiting those characters um so i'd I'd say that's definitely a highlight uh but there were there were so so many uh Mm -hmm. great ones last year um and it's tough for me to remember all of them right now but i uh yeah I, I guess I, sh- I should just leave it at that. Yeah, no, I know it's a, it's a lot to remember. And so that's why I was like, oh, this is a good question. And we're totally putting him on the spot. No, it's fine. <laughs> I, I, I mean, they were, they were just, they were wonderful titles. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Cool. I know that you also love music and, and play guitars. Do you think that that's also one of the reasons why you love that series? For sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they, they give us the opportunity uh, to sing little bits in those, in those stories. And uh, yeah, just getting to come up with a short little melody is kind of fun, even though I don't know if it translates that well over to um, like an audio book where it's just the voice, but uh, it's, yeah, it's just kind of living in that world. And I, I love playing music and it feels great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the, um, some of the other questions here was regarding the singing and because you do that. I mean, you're also a musician and some of the stuff that you've done in other work slash jobs kind of thing has been singing and performing and they do love it when you sing. So know that. <laughs> oh, wow. Singing, yay. Yeah, I believe I played some in Charmer too. Mm-hmm. I uh, yep. Yeah, they had me, they had me uh, initially when I even sang a little bit for that before we even uh, confirmed the the record i i uh got my electric out and i sat down in my chair in my closet and kind of you know had to really scrunch up because the guitars you know spans a lot of space and but getting to just kind of come up with a song right there was i was like yeah this is a pretty cool job i'm i'm very happy to be doing this do you get asked to write your, the because i know we have copyright issues and infringements when it comes down to music and audiobooks so we either have to make it sound completely not like the original recording or come up with our own music? Do you get asked to kind of come up with stuff for some of these books? So that's a good question. Uh, it, it it's depends on the author. Most, I think I've only sung something that I just sort of came up with uh, maybe three, two or three times. Um, but lately I actually just uh, sang a song in a title that the author sent over audio of her singing the way she wanted it to go. And so I was able to like pull the melody from what she was doing and then just sort of put a slight different spin on it, um, which was great. Uh, that definitely makes it easier for me and it doesn't make me feel like I'm just making something up, but uh, yeah. I would say that uh, a lot of people will be in agreement with me that it doesn't really matter what you're singing. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, so long as I, I will tell you, as much as I love and adore you, if you bust out with baby shark, I will hang up on you. <laughs> oh no, that'll, you won't, you won't, you won't, that won't happen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. The last thing I need is to have that as an earworm. Um, yeah, no. And that's one thing that again, love and adore you. 
You can't even save that one. <laughs> no, I, I don't blame you. Yeah. Awesome, Victoria. She says, you recently started an Instagram account and have been sharing and posting some of your upcoming releases there, which is awesome. And she is an instigator and a problem. I love her. I'm just kidding. She wants to know, <laughs> when is your Twitter debut? Are you thinking of expanding to Twitter and other social medias? I am. Yeah, I actually I have a Twitter name locked in. Um, I just have to begin working on it. Uh, that's a very good question. Mm -hmm. And uh, I appreciate the the kick in the butt from anyone that's like, get on that. Um, <laughs> I, I will do it. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. And it's it's going to be happening soon. Um, so yes, that's that's my answer. <laughs> As uh, all the people listening are running over to the Twitter websites and their devices to start looking for that handle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. When Twitter breaks, it's your fault, Jason. Oh, God. Just so you know. <laughs> I'll send you a note. You did it. You broke it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I think that, um, again, people as part of that whole connecting with those that we love and adore and just even to say thank you is great to have these social media platforms to be able to do it so we definitely appreciate yeah. you taking the leap because the last time we talked you're like yeah no not gonna happen <laughs> yeah no it, it means a lot to me and i yeah i the turn of the new year was definitely like uh all right it's time and it really does feel good not only to you know hear what fans are you know enjoying about this the work and but it, it allows me to um support the authors mm -hmm. uh, even more and the producers and production companies because then i can uh, help them get more buzz for the books and mm -hmm. that's that's always a good thing yeah because then they get more books out in audio and they get to recast you again and yeah it's just a perk all yeah, around for us helps. listeners <laughs> that helps too yeah mm -hmm. for sure so yeah you'll let us know when you decide to click activate on that account and we will post it in jason's gem and they will flock over so for sure mm -hmm. all right and everywhere else too we'll share the love with everybody so that's good i hope i can deliver <laughs> <laughs> trust me it would be a fun experiment just for you to get on there and just say hi and let's see how many people a follow <laughs> be like and comments Th that would be like oh. your proof of yeah i think i'm doing this okay <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. Yeah. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. I mean, I can only imagine you guys trying to navigate between, um, you know, life in general, personal stuff, as well as recording and then figuring out, can I, can I not, you know, share this on social media? Has it been announced? And then everything else that goes along with it. So it's a lot of work. It's not. You know, I... I I mean, in general, it's a it's a good thing, right? Like where mm -hmm. I if I can announce a book that I'm working on uh, and enough, not that this happens, but if an author were to come back and say, hey, uh, you can't do that. Well, that's fine. I, I can, you know, it's I think it's a good it's a good trouble to be in because, you know, it, I'm trying to, you know, I'm supporting their book. They're excited for the book. Oh, like, yeah. I think that would be a good situation in general and, you know, we work it out. But uh, yeah, I definitely, I definitely won't be in the habit of, of spoiling anything or promising anything that isn't going to happen. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, that's good. Um, don't want to get you in a trouble with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's not, we're good. Jason, the troublemaker. D d no, that doesn't, that's so not you. <laughs> no, <laughs> probably not. No, no, no. Um, Brittany Cottingham is also one of our other moderators and, um, and uh, admins in our groups is also a reporter. So her questions are always very thoughtful and 
thorough. So yeah. she says, with six years under your belt in the romance space, what aspects of the audiobook community has surprised you? Thanks, Brittany. Um, surprised me about the audio community. It's, I guess I wouldn't call it a surprise. It's more something that I'm excited or interested in. And, and it's, it's kind of cool to me is that it, it really is uh, people of all ages. Um, it, it, I get to interact with people that are near my age, people that are younger, people that are, you know, parents, people that are grandparents. It, it's really when we all come together for whatever reason, whether it's a multicast or it's a, an award ceremony of some kind, um, it's, it's just such a good time to be able to mix and mingle with all these different kinds of people. And so that's, that's something that I guess does happen in the acting world in general. You know, if you're in a play or you're in a movie, people of different ages are all going to come together. But I guess if you're, you know, working any kind of other job, you're pretty much going to be interacting with people that are more or less similar to you. But I, I guess I could be wrong. That, that That's, you get insight from people that have been in it for a very long time, uh, especially since the audio world has changed so much, especially uh, since the internet. But you have people that have been involved in it since the 80s and, uh, and then some people that have just started out and are trying to figure things out, But um, which is still me a little bit, uh, even though six years, yeah, that's, that's quite a long time, I guess. Mm -hmm. She um, does her research. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she does for sure. Um, yeah, I'd say that's probably the thing that's most surprising to me is that uh, there are people who are just still trying to make it work as best they can. They they move into other avenues, whether they're being a narrator who becomes a writer or a narrator who becomes a producer and starts running a, a publishing company. Um, so getting to hear all their insight and, and learn from them has, has been really, uh, really helpful. Cool. Also, Brittany, as a fan of your work, I believe you are one of the best male narrators in doing female voices. Ooh. Did you have trouble slash issues with doing female voices in the beginning? And if so, what ways have you worked to improve it? That's a good question. Um, I I think with with female voices, I've I've always been good with um doing an impression of, of somebody. I'm, I'm not like an impressionist who does like really great celebrity voices or anything, but I, I've been good at sort of mimicking what people do. And, um, my female voices are just me mimicking, uh, like women that I know. Um, and I think it's, it's definitely not something that I've tried to overthink. So I guess I could say that it, it did kind of come pretty easily. Um, and, working at it over time, I, I guess I've done my best to make sure that I just read them the same way I would read uh, my character's dialogue or my, my narration, you know, and, and just raise the register a bit. Uh, and I'm glad that people uh, think of it that way. I, I, I hope to, you know, make it as consistent and immersive as I can, I guess. Mm -hmm. Well, there's, you know, when you, especially with you having such a lower range, I think that's sometimes when we get the character, when the male narrator is doing these characters and they have a female, um, you know, a character that comes up, sometimes they'll go into, and I think we've talked about in the past a little bit, uh, like California Valley girl tone-ish sure. a little bit. And we're going, that's not uh, hello. No, we don't sound like that. Well, some of us don't <laughs> sound like that. I'll correct myself. Yeah. Some of us, not all of us sound like that. And the way that you've done it has always been very much like, 
like it's almost like a melody almost it's almost the way that i say when i hear it it's you kind of go in a softer of your own range and so it's enough for me to go oh that's the girl talking and it's just nice that um you've taken it that way versus you know others valley girl or very high pitch you're going no dude no yeah so i think being able to um differentiate especially on the listener's part to be able to hear that sort of swap from the low uh straightforward no funny business voice narration to a voice that's a little more able to express themselves uh is able it allows us to kind of separate okay it's that person talking as opposed to this one and um yeah i guess it is kind of like a melody it allows me to kind of freely uh express myself uh in a way that you know uh, allows me to use different parts of my register that the main character doesn't quite have access to mm-hmm. after many that years sense. totally totally makes sense um i'm still like i've been doing this for years i think uh, like i said audiobook 11 in the series is like turning eight or nine this year it's yeah i, I never keep yeah. but <laughs> the fact that you can just talk and then just flip the switch is still like i'm like oh it's so cool <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. No, it's fun. I I, I remember uh, working with Erin uh, Mallon, and she she had nice things to say about that. It it's it's a bit, it's definitely something that is um, developed over time, uh, mm-hmm. and, and spending so much time in the booth, uh, and, and and it allows me to save time in general. I don't have to stop and start as much um, if I can swap between those things, and I think that helps with. Uh, I think what helped with that was studying music and being able to jump between different notes and stuff um Mm. that kind of helps me uh swap to different registers i guess yeah that sounds really self self self-serving i guess no 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 No, but i mean from a listener perspective i mean we love the fact when you guys share like those behind the booth moments like when you're recording in the booth um when we kind of see how this role because we have this image of you guys in a dark space uh, with only the ipad alighting anything for you and you know <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's close to what it's close like, it is yeah. yeah um and getting to see that so we all some of us sometimes and i know i did at the beginning think that when it came down to that character changing that you would have to like maybe stop and like mentally prepare to get into that higher range or dip, different character zone but mm. to, to hear you guys just like flip the switch and just continue with the same sentence and i'm going holy shit that's cool <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely something that comes with practice. Yeah. It's always great to hear you guys do that. And you do have, again, fangirling for a second here. Um, the the female voice that you do is fantastic. And it's Thank one you. that when we we know that Jason Clark is narrating, we're like, oh, that's gonna be really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I, it helps. I mean, like, especially with authors that um write really dialogue heavy scenes, it just flows better. Mm-hmm. So it, it's easier for me as a as a reader uh, and as the narrator to um, just feel that flow and, and know where each character is coming from. Uh, yeah. I guess it, it's a little, you know, talking to myself. <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah. It's a little crazy. Yeah. We all have our voices, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> Some of them yeah. talk more often than others. Just all. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you at least have it as a job. Okay. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm lucky. Yeah. So Michelle Bastard has a really, really good, important question. What's your favorite type of food? Chinese, Greek, Latin? Oh, oh wow. I've, I mean, I, I've ever since uh, moving to the city and, and being able to try all different kinds of stuff, I've gotten way less picky, but uh, 
the food I get most excited for and that I am just absolutely in love with is Indian food. I mean, it, it is just, it's so good. <laughs> um, I've been eating a lot of Thai recently and Thai food is great as well. It's got so many different kinds of food, but um, yeah, Indian food is definitely what I'll, you know, make plans to, to get. What's your favorite dish? Um, I'm pretty simple. I mean, chicken tikka masala is perfect. I mean, it, it's delicious. Uh, that with some naan and, and uh, samosas, that's all I need. Oh, nice. There is um, a restaurant down here in Orlando that's an, on Disney property, and it's yeah. part of the uh, Animal Kingdom Resort. And that restaurant is infamous for their naan bread Um because of all the dipping sauces and I oh yeah yeah I was like what do you want for, for lunch I go I want that and then, oh, that's an appetite I go no 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 that's my meal that's all I'm having because <laughs> yeah. of, yeah. of the different dippings and the different types of breads I'm a breadhead sure. sorry yeah um, that's 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 heaven yeah it's so good the seasonings and stuff and they have you know from all over the world different types of dips and stuff like that but like I would definitely be um have not I cook I've cooked it Indian food before because of culinary stuff, but not yeah. a huge eater. And I need to start expanding. So the, the Thai food and Indian food are on my list of cuisines to start getting more you know, adventurous. Yeah. So. What, would, what would you say is your favorite? Uh, cuisine in general? Yeah. Like kind of food. Oh, um, I like Italian food. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, like I, I think it's also more about the, the concept of family and feeding as a, as a love language. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Italian food can be so amazing and it's so much mm -hmm. a part of like, it's so much a part of at least American cooking in general yeah. uh, that I, I guess I take it for granted. Um, like pizza is Italian cooking in a sense. Like, I mean, it's, it's like the greatest thing ever. So mm -hmm. yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I think I heard um, something on TikTok and they were talking about the, the, these different types of ingredients and how they're good for you. Like the basil and the tomatoes yeah. are all about, you know, giving good energy, but also providing some stuff for our, for, you know, our bodies, this and that, and cheese, this and that. And then she's like, yeah, so pizza, pizza is good for us. And I was like, <laughs> oh, you're my people. That's all I need. Yes. <laughs> Telling yeah. me what I want to hear. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, see, there's validation right there on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, but definitely, um, like I said, um, in the Indian Thai cuisine are on my list of getting more, because it's just so flavorful. You know, yeah, in one bite, you get all these different kind of bursts of, you know, different flavors. So it's definitely, I will be hitting you up when I start my Indian cuisine <laughs> tour. <laughs> like, Jason, yeah. what was that thing that you were recommending besides the bread? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, Jody Martin asks, uh, you mentioned in past interviews that you love to perform rom-coms and fantasy the most. And she says, I adore your performance in Aaron Mallon's romantic comedies. You're so funny. <laughs> <laughs> what I, I was mean, it? Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, for sure. Erin's okay. um, books are, I mean, she's a great writer and she's very funny. So I, I it was easy for me. And uh, my co-narrators in that were, were giving me a lot. So I'm, I'm grateful that that came across. Mm -hmm. What She says, what was it like working uh, with Joe Arden and PJ Oakland with just comedy and no romance. You guys sounded like you are having a lot of fun. Yeah. Joe and I have worked together a lot and um, he is, I mean, he was great to chat with uh, before and after the session, but also um, in session we were, we were laughing as we went through it. It was such a, 
<laughs> such a ludicrous character and scene. And um, PJ, I had never recorded with. Uh, I, I think he and, he and I may have been involved in one project tangentially, but we never got to like record face to face. So doing that, he just hopped in and he was just immediately ready to go and uh, just a consummate professional. So um, I've met him one or two times at different uh, awards shows and and, and uh, meetings, but I've not gotten to know him very well. So getting to work with him then and having it be such a clean read was uh, really enjoyable. Hopefully I get to work with him again. Yeah, no, I think a lot of us were like, ooh, who's that? With Because um, I don't, uh, he, I don't think he's done a lot of romance per yeah, se. Yeah, not a ton, no. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I think that's also one of the things that we love about when we just, you know, have authors bring in new narrators, whether it's in a romantic comedy or anything that, like, Erin has been doing these plays, which are awesome. I love her and yeah. I love her work. Yeah. So it's great to be able to go, who, who are you? And then go off on a completely non-romance tangent and listen to them based on that one other book that you listen to so yeah that's, that's wonderful yeah um val wants to know um, now that you've been narrating for a long time do you ever wonder if one day you will write a book that's a good question val um yeah i mean i've i've always, i used to write when i was young and uh, not that that means anything but um i always enjoyed doing it i always come up enjoyed coming up with stories but I don't know. I, I, I definitely don't think I'd be able to write something in this genre, but uh, maybe someday. Um, I was thinking about, you know, since this has become such a stable thing and uh, what I want to do with my time in general and thinking about, hey, do I want to write a book, you know, as I get older? Maybe that'll be something I would want to do. Um, so I enjoy doing it, but uh, there's no plans for it for sure. Okay. I love it. I like when I was younger and I'm like, yeah, like five days ago. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean like middle school. I was that cool. Um, write <laughs> stories. Uh, I was, there was a team in our school that would uh, get together every Tuesday and uh, they would give, our teacher would give us a prompt and we had 45 minutes to write a story and whatever came out, came out. And it was super nerdy. Uh, I, I only stayed in it for a year, but uh, I enjoyed doing it. Yeah. No, that's, that's awesome. I am did some stuff similar when I was in middle school and high school. So I get yeah. that. And yeah, nerdy, but it's a good nerdy to do. Um, yeah, for yeah. sure. As you can see, we fond over you guys as narrators and authors. So yeah, it's a good move. Um, <laughs> for, for anyone that's younger and thinking, oh, I want to be a rock star. And I'm like, yeah, you can also do um, books. Yeah, yeah, exactly. books are good. Um, they're sexy. <laughs> yeah. Lorianne wants to know, uh, do you think of ever attending an audiobook event slash author events, you know, when we get to finally go to, to one? <laughs> yeah, Lorianne, that's a good question. I think uh, the more that it becomes uh, something consistent that I do and the more I've been interacting with with fans online, and um, once it becomes an option, I think, yeah, I think it would be a really good time to get out there and uh, meet face-to-face -face and... and uh, have that experience because it's never been something I've been able to do. Mm -hmm. It's fun. Get to hang out with the people that are of like minds and yeah. they understand why you're going goo goo gaga over a character. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think for you guys, it's also like interesting, like a little bit of people watching, but also having that interaction with the fans and getting to hear it in person versus, you know, notes or emails and passing the paper yeah. across the classroom like we used to sure. do back in the day. <laughs> oh gosh yeah so i know that there's a couple of things that are starting to be planned for um 
late, late this year slash next year. So um, we can keep you posted on what's going on and what's being scheduled. And if you're, your schedule allows maybe you'll pop in and say hi <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah. so we'll keep you posted on that so along the lines of a previous question elizabeth davis wants to know what has what is your favorite line that you've narrated has anything stood out that you're going oh you know hmm. favorite line that i've narrated um i'm not sure there's so many of them mm-hmm. uh Probably, I, honestly, it, it, in terms of like actual like favorites that I enjoyed, uh, I got to do a series, the Her Monsters series, and um, I got to play some people that were basically uh, demons and angels, and they had a few like great like speeches or great uh, moments where they had to. Uh, sort of battle one another and and uh, it felt very uh heightened it felt very much like wow i get to really like raise my voice and become this like like heroic character and i can't remember direct lines though unfortunately mm-hmm. uh i guess anytime a chapter ends with the male narrator uh, saying fuck <laughs> and then that's the end of the chapter i guess <laughs> those are always a a, a treat because it's it always just kind of makes me laugh <laughs> yeah because uh, it's a great sort of bookend to a chapter mm-hmm. that's you know either been challenging for the character or he's you know really excited to get with her and he just goes fuck that how about that yeah that's good <laughs> as people now will be grabbing that clip of you saying that word and adding it to their um <laughs> alarm settings or text oh, messages God. notifications <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because probably, I mean, yeah, no, yeah. Well, it's, it's one of the favorite things. Like when you guys say specific words, sure. So you know, they, yeah, yeah, they probably wouldn't have a hard time finding audio of any of us saying those sorts of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but again, it goes into that whole like, what's a frame of mind? How is that word? Because I love that word. Fuck is oh, a yeah. great word, and sure. you can use it in so many different ways. So it's also about how it's being utilized. But um, but I know that moment you're talking about, and it's always when like your character finishes and it says fuck and then you mentally we kind of hear that dun, 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 you know what will happen next because that's when the author yeah. decides to flip the pov <laughs> to yeah. the and they're like what you know <laughs> like we want to know yeah. what's going on in his head dude come on <laughs> yeah oh my god yeah ah the things you learn jason things you learn from us as fans <laughs> <laughs> chanel Oh, Martella, I'm hoping I'm saying that right, says, do you see yourself narrating for the rest of your career? And are there any other career ventures that you're currently thinking of exploring? Thanks, Janelle. That's a good question. Um, Yeah, I think uh, I could do this. Yeah, I think I could do this for a a really long time. And um, I I don't know if I could do it at the current volume that I do it at uh, all the time, but it's definitely... um, something I enjoy doing and uh, it allows me to be flexible with my schedule and kind of be my own boss. So I don't see myself letting go of it anytime soon. Um, But in terms of pursuing other things, I I would probably want to keep trying to uh, just explore, even just as a hobby, explore music and uh, uh, connecting more with people once we, once we can actually go outside and actually collaborating with with others uh, in person because as much as I love this job it's very solitary so mm-hmm. I, I think anything that involves creating 
work with other people in person uh, when it comes whether it be music or storytelling is uh, something I'd like to keep keep in my life yeah we're hoping that uh, we'll be able to get back to a world where you guys can do multicasts and be yeah. with a recording studio at the same time oh, so. those are the best yeah mm-hmm. those they look like fun oh they are yeah. you guys messing around and, and then recording and doing the work and more messing around and so, <laughs> so that's yeah. good um, Kelly Love um, wants to know, what is your favorite Disney character and why? <laughs> uh, probably the Beast. Um, yeah, I, or maybe like my sister was a big fan of um, Nightmare Before Christmas and I always loved Jack. Uh, yeah, Disney characters, probably the Beast. Um, mm-hmm. I really love Wally. Uh, yeah, he's amazing. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, the Beast has always been. I, I love Beauty and the Beast. It's a great movie, and uh, he's 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 always kind of had that like brooding, unrequited love thing going on, which is uh, it's just yeah, it gets right to my heart. So I, I'd say him. Yeah. Cool. She also asks, if you could become one of your characters, which lifestyle would you like to lead, and why? Like rock star, CEO outlaw yeah. athlete <laughs> oh man yeah i mean i i've already touched on it but yeah mm-hmm. definitely rock star uh would would be awesome i think most guys would <laughs> would love that kind of life but um yeah i don't know if being a billionaire ceo being being a billionaire would be great but uh being a ceo uh doesn't quite line up with what i would love to do um yeah, I'm, I'm definitely the, the more musician sort of, you know, go wherever the wind takes me kind of guy. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's kind of fits in more with who I am. Cool. I know you've also, we've touched on the following. Alisa Han, um, do you have a favorite trope you like to narrate? And if so, what is it? Yeah, in terms of like uh, tropes where the characters have a specific kind of relationship, I think uh, the enemies to lovers is probably my favorite. Um, and especially the the hot cakes series, the Aaron Nicholas sugar coated novels, um, I really love those. And uh, sort of the idea that these you know men from a sort of business background from another town uh, sort of come back in and start mingling in this small town in their business, and the ladies at first are seeing them as these outsiders, and and then they uh, you know butt heads, and then eventually fall for each other. I really enjoy those kinds of things. Yeah, those are fun ones. Yeah. Like you think a few chapters ago you were saying he's an asshole, but now you're going goo goo gag. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's a great time. Yeah, those are fun. Lynette asks, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would you be and why? If I could live anywhere in the world, uh well, I'm I'm from close to kind of the Midwest of America. And I as I age, I've I've become more and more uh, homesick, I guess. So I really love living there. But in terms of like, uh, like a, a locale, like a type of place that I'd like to live in, I'm, I'm a very much like live in the mountains kind of, uh, like, uh, snowy in a log cabin kind of thing. That would be a a dream to have that kind of life. Um, I think that's, I, I like the cold and I like kind of, living inside a cozy place and lighting a fire. So I think any, any place that has that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds like fun. So we'll do one more question. This is from Karen Hoffman. 
most people do not like to listen to their own voices, either on tape or narration, um, you know, voice, mail, whatever it used to be. <laughs> How do you yeah. feel about listening to your own narration? Yeah, um, I am so used to it at this point. I mean, uh, even as I talk, I hear my voice coming back into the headphones at the same time I'm talking. Um, so when I play back a bit and I hear myself just for a few seconds, uh, it's really, I've gotten so used to it that it doesn't bother me. However, if I'm in a room with people or if I'm, uh, you know, with family or friends and then a video is played or audio is played of me, that still makes me kind of cringe a little bit and be like, uh, <laughs> I don't like that. That doesn't sound like me, you know? Uh, so I guess with audiobooks, it's more like, oh yeah, I'm in control of the way I sound. I know what I sound like, but when I'm in the wild and I hear something unexpected, I'm like, no, no. <laughs> so I, it's still, it still bothers me a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that we all have our own critique of our voices, but they haven't, yeah have friends been messing around with you um, when it comes down to that? Have they ever done that? Cause I know they've done it to other narrators where they're hanging out and all of a sudden someone thinks it's funny and they'll bust out an audiobook. book. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, they'll, they'll make fun of me uh, just about the book itself, but no, no one has yet like found my book and just started playing it. Okay. Um, a lot of my friends don't know my, uh, my pseudonym. So they, uh, they couldn't if they tried, but okay. there are a couple um, who've teased me a little bit, uh, but not by playing audio, no. Okay, so that, at least that's good. I know, like yeah. I said, I've happened to some um, other friends and narrators that they're like in a party and all of a sudden, instead of the music, um, a, a line of a book comes out and they're going, what the fuck? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. In the right environment, I can see that being hysterical um, <laughs> with like close friends that will love you no matter what you do. Um, Cause otherwise yeah. it'd be like, Ooh, that's, that's the end of that friendship. Um, <laughs> oh gosh, no. Yeah. Um, so we'll get to other questions maybe later on another time um, because we do have other things that we want to talk about and that are going to be fun for everybody to listen to. But I do yeah. have a question for you. What is your favorite word? My favorite word. You know, this is a question that they asked us uh, in, in acting years ago um, as part of like an exercise. And at the time I, I picked the word nightingale. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. There's something about that word that I really enjoy. I like the sort of the image of it. And uh, I don't even off the top of my head know what a nightingale looks like, but it, it conveys like a feeling like the night and the moon and a, you know, I don't know. That sounds kind of silly, but nightingale in general, I, I love it. And I think it's a beautiful word. It is. Yep. I agree with that one. It's a good one. I don't ever get to use it as often, but um, I think now, because yeah. um, of kids, I think uh, Cinderella has a song in there while she's cleaning the floor and it says something about a sweet nightingale in there yeah, singing. Yeah. So, yeah, sure. that's when I hear it's like, oh, cute memories. <laughs> um, <laughs> and now Jason's has said it and there'll be other kinds of that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, favorite curse word? Um, probably, probably God damn it. Um, I think that lands the best for me. Um, <laughs> yeah, when I'm as frustrated as I can get, I think God damn it is the one that really hits, hits the sweet spot. Okay. Don't use that one very often, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm the girl. I try, I try to keep it original. I, yeah. I 
that's good. Not, you know, changing it up. It's good. Um, <laughs> so we've reached a uh, part of our segment called, uh, that we like to play with our guests called two truths and a lie, where you, our guest tells us three things about themselves and which two are actually true. And one is a lie. And we have to figure that out. Yeah. That's always fun. Um, and I like to say that uh, the listeners are playing along uh, because otherwise, yeah, that's just weird. If they're not, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So if you're ready, we can start, you can start telling us your, um, your three things about you and we'll try to figure out which one's a, a lie. Absolutely. All right. Uh, I am an Eagle Scout. I played eight years of football. And the last one is, I can't remember. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't ice skate. Oh boy. So those are my three things. Okay. See, Eagle Scout played football for eight years and you can't ice skate, says the guy who loves the snow. So, um, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I'm assuming that that's the lie that you can't ice skate. Okay. You would be wrong. That is true. Oh. I can't do it. I've tried. I think I've tried four times, maybe five, uh, in different, you know, scenarios where I've been mm -hmm. with like friends. I think I did it for a video once. And then I've, you know, gone out with, um, you know, uh, women I've been with in the past. And I just, I wish I could give that romantic uh, image of us sort of like lightly skating together happily with no fear of falling, but I, it's so bad. It's I'm like, I'm like a four-year-old. It's really bad. Okay. <laughs> Which by the way is a perfect scene for a romance comedy where the hero tries to do that kind of a thing, oh, <laughs> romantic thing and just says, and at the end of the, as soon as you start waddling onto the ice, the, the, the heroine's like, yeah, this make this, this could be a good moment though of oopsie landing on each other <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for their yeah. first kiss. <laughs> or, it's, or it's a red flag and he's just, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we have, so that a, is true. That is true. Okay. So eight years of football or Eagle Scouts. Oh goodness. You made this not easy. Um, I know. I wanted to be a little hard. <laughs> um, football not true football's not true i played soccer oh, okay yeah. yeah so that was the lie god if you should have gone with my guts as soon as he said eight years i went hmm I that's know. very and specific I, well, I, and at the yeah. same time i'm going ooh, hmm. it might be just i wasn't yeah. yeah if i pulled that where i'm like no it was seven years and that would be stupid so i guess that's <laughs> kind of misleading but no yeah i i tried i played football for a little bit and i just was too small i love playing football uh, especially if it's like touch football, it's easier, but, um, and I love watching football, but gosh, I just, the kids were way bigger than me and I just couldn't, couldn't stand a chance. Mm -hmm. But also the fact that you said you play soccer, which is football anywhere else. Uh, the yes, States, that, so <laughs> yeah, it could be confusing to people who, uh, refer to it as football. So I'm sorry, American football. Yeah, no, no, it's fine. No, I, again, always think of football as football and then it goes soccer you sure. know <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so so americanized <laughs> yeah yeah all right so that was the lie football for eight years see that's cool get to know you better yeah. too it's fun yeah, yeah. I did not did not think you know again it's assumptions i did say about the ice skating since you do like the snow but 
I'm also that girl yeah, that can't I ice skate either. <laughs> yeah, it looks like fun, you know. There's mm-hmm. people that can really fly uh, and 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 jump and stuff. And not that I have ever had the opportunity to even see what it feels like, but um, it yeah, it looks really cool. But mm-hmm. uh, it's not something I can do. Yeah, I'm like the four year old to oh, waddle. <laughs> Oh up gosh, against the wall yeah, hold it stiff yeah <laughs> if i try to go i mean it, it's definitely it's definitely out of my comfort zone so i guess mm-hmm. that's kind of fun same with same yeah. with roller skating i tried that mm-hmm. once recently actually and i just never tried again <laughs> <laughs> i was in um senior year in high school we did a, a field trip with a journalism class to new york and we were at uh, central park and they had a uh, ice rink there mm-hmm. and I, I said to myself this is going to either go really bad as far as falling on my ass but i go how can i not take up the opportunity of ice skating in central park in new york because who knows when i'll go back um so yeah. that's a fond memory of me on the ice skates yeah. against the wall uh-huh. <laughs> yep, yep, waddling yep. oh gosh i can yeah. see it now yeah who's that girl that's just viv um <laughs> but at least i can say i tried yeah so you know it works out it was good it was fun you have good memories there. Um, so Jason, before we go, can you tell us a little bit about what you're currently working on? What's coming up next? All that fun stuff. That yeah. I don't know. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I'm in the middle of a, a few titles right now. I'm actually, um, once we're finished here, I'm going to hop right back on and continue recording. But um, what I have that is completed that's in the can is uh like I was talking about earlier, the Reckless series, Reckless Reunion by Samantha Christie. That's coming to audio really soon. Let It Show by Tana Fensky and the Deception Mafia series, uh, Vow of Deception and Tempted by Deception by Rena Kent. Um, all of those are complete. I actually have to send out some corrections on Let It Show, but otherwise those titles are done and they should be coming out pretty soon. I'm also Ooh. working on a series uh, with Blair Babylon called the, it has a really long title billionaires in disguise run princess bride flicka series um and there it's a blast there's five titles in the series um i'm not positive on when they're trying to release it so that's not very helpful to the author but we're on book five which i believe is the final in the series as of now um and it's great it's it's about uh this sort of european intrigue and espionage uh come coupled with royalty and uh, and politics and they go to these great locations and uh lots of lots of uh intrigue it's a really good time so i look out for that yeah definitely and um we'll uh, be reaching out to the authors and saying hey come over to jason's gems and hang out yeah. with us because that would be fun yeah. we love hanging uh the t- talking to the authors and then they'll, they'll bust in and they're they they're as excited the fact that they've cast you and that they got to listen to something that, of their work that you've been narrating and they get like so giddy and excited, which we love to see that yeah. level of excitement from a listener's perspective when they're po- like, Oh my God, look at this, look at this clip from Jason. And so <sighs> it's, it's, I, I love it. It's like, they're fans just like we are. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing to, it's, it's so wonderful. I mean, I, I'm glad that they, you know, like what I'm putting down and that they keep having me back. I mean, it's really uh, such a great opportunity. I'm glad people seem to like listening to it. Mm-hmm. Yes, and we're excited that we have more to listen to. So thank you for that. Yeah. 
So thank you so much, Jason, for taking the time to hang out with me today. It's been a pleasure yeah. as always. It's been so fun. Thanks, Viviana. Thank you. If you're not following Jason on Instagram, you need to, because, you know, he'll be interacting more with us and, um, and we'll make sure to include all that information on his links, as well as where you can get his catalog um, on Audible and other places in the episodes post at Viviana Enchanters of Books. So thank you again. And until next time, happy listenings. A heartfelt thank you to all of our audiobook loving podcast Patreon. Special thanks to Jen Franklin, Brittany Cottingham, Leanne Schwartz, Christy Reitz, Mendy Summer, Jesse Stafford, Chrissy Font, Rhonda Pezzarello, Evelyn Clarisi, Michelle DaCosta, Emily Dye, Michelle Bestard, Farah Blair, Candace Platel, Carol Liebner, Bethany Crane, Teresa Martin, Jennifer Mirabelli, Kaylee Loring, Victoria Butler, Rula Hart, Carrie Wallace, Brittany Robinette Leiter, and Don Darsh. The Audiobook Lovin' Podcast has special Patreon access levels. Join today to receive early access to podcast episodes, exclusive content with our guests, and much more. Support the podcast by becoming a Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash audiobooklovin'. We thank you for your support. Thank you for joining us on the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast, hosted by Viviana Enchantress of Books. For links and more information discussed in today's episode, previous podcasts, or the Audiobook Lovin' series, please visit our website, vivianaenchantressofbooks.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a positive review wherever you listen to our podcast. Until next time, happy listening.